Hello, good morning and welcome to Jenny Diaries. Uh, this morning with uh, Rowana Grafnot, where we talk about all things impacting uh, the migrant uh, worker or anybody else uh, for that matter across the world. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. You can find me on Facebook at uh, DJ underscore Slim G, uh, on Instagram DJ Slim G, Slim G, as well as on Twitter as DJ Slim G. So today... I've decided to talk about a topic uh, that perhaps everybody is talking about. And your guess is good as mine. We're talking of uh, the impact of COVID-19. And I'm going to be specifically talking about the impact of COVID-19, focusing on the tourism industry because this is something that i do and something that i'm well aware of so i've been impacted by what's happening uh with the global pandemic and i would assume many have also been affected so as you would um, perhaps know due to the increased uh, globalization the ripple effect of covid 19 pandemic has reverberated through every corner of the globe causing loss of lives jobs as well as a slum and general economic activities so the domino effect of the virus has brought untold pain hardships to many individuals and organizations from all corners of the world apart from the loss of over 280,000 life as at the 10th of may 2020 Bloomberg has projected that the pandemic could cost the world $2.7 trillion, equivalent to the UK economy, and that's just sounding crazy, but that's what's actually forecasted. However, the impact has not been um, even across all industries. For instance, some people who are in communications and technology, ICT, and its related industries have not felt a pinch as much as other industries. So the industry that I'm in, which is the tourism industry, has always been one of the industries that is hardest hit as I did my research by pandemics and crisis. Throughout history, the industry has borne the brand of major pandemics and plagues, notably the Black Death from 1346 to 1353. Uh, you've heard of the Spanish flu from 1918 to 1920, the SARS virus from 2002 to 2004, the H1N1 swine flu from 2009 to 2010, and the Ebola virus recently from 2014 to 2016. The Spanish flu, for instance, restricted travel for four months and killed 21 million people during that short period. Um, also, the swine flu pandemic led to the Mexican tourism industry alone losing almost a million overseas visitors over a five-month period, which translated into losses of about $2.8 billion. So this is the industry that I'm in that is faced with uh, a lot of uh, uncertainty and uh, huge impact that has come from uh, COVID-19, the advent of COVID-19 in 2020. So the tourism industry is in a unique situation because transport serves as a vector for spreading the virus because it's usually targeted for breaking the chain of the spread of the virus. So tourism is a dynamic element which involves movements and it invariably fuels the spread of viruses. So the movement of people via A increases the risk of the spread of the virus at a much faster pace than normal. Um, that's tourism as both a catalyst uh, for the spread of the virus and the victim of the spread. So pandemics and outbreaks of disease render destinations unattractive to tourists um, who are risk averse. Usually travel restrictions and as we are seeing right now in South Africa, there's uh, border closures, so there's no movement that's happening. Quarantining and social distance measures that have been instituted by government to minimize or curtail the spread of the virus. The World Health Organization also issues travel advisories to discourage 
which travel to destinations uh, with cases of uh, pandemics. These measures, coupled with media sensationalism and news reports, have rendered destinations in South Africa affected by the pandemics very unattractive at the moment. So the result is fear of travel and those um, people to come to these destinations and there's been cancellation of flights, hotel reservations and other scheduled events. Not that anybody really wants to do it because the situation is not allowing anybody to be able to fulfill those commitments. So during the outbreak of pandemics, almost everything connected to tourism is affected, perhaps with the exception of the environment. So in Italy alone, one of the countries uh, hardest hit by the COVID-19, a popular tourist destination like Rome, uh, Venice and Milan are deserted and the occupied rates have slumped to as low as 6%. On March 26, the World uh, Tourism Organization predicted a 20 to 30% um, loss, uh, you know, due to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and uh, affecting people that can't travel and can't do anything at the present moment so like i said italy has been hit uh, quite hard uh, with the pandemic and they haven't opened um we've seen uh, that hotel industry rev power in the united states has fallen below 11.6 percent for the week ending 7th of march 2020 the problem is really quite compounded by lockdowns and other social distancing protocols announced by the governments in an attempt to flatten the cave governments are in a dilemma as to how to flatten the cave without flattening their economies and uh, though hotels are experiencing substantial revenue losses, utilities, wages and salaries, as well as other recurrent expenditure and statutory uh, payments have to be made. So from all intents and purposes, the hotel industry is headed for an unprecedented slump from COVID-19. According to experts, the pandemic will linger on for about two years. We don't know. However, the fear of traveling and the enforcement of social distance protocols will not go away soon after the pandemic subsides. So COVID-19 will leave the hotel industry badly bruised. And there's general agreement that the industry will not be the same long after the lockdowns and travel restrictions have been lifted. But hoteliers cannot afford to follow the existing models of operations, which is quite uh, sad because hotels must adopt survival strategies against COVID-19 and this calls for repackaging the hotel service to make it more attractive uh, in this uh, COVID-19 era. After all, uh, desperate situations require desperate measures, right? So it must be emphasized that the extent of the impact of COVID-19 on the entire economies of destinations, along with tourism value chain, requires governments to provide leadership in managing the situations. Indeed, the most destinations government have instituted a number of austerity measures to help efficient businesses, including hotels, and restaurants off the deliberating uh, effect of the pandemic. But uh, this has been in the form of relief funds, tax cuts, subsidies, as well as credit facilities and employee employment support, which has not been so much fun doing it when you are in countries like um like South Africa, where the relief fund is taking ages and ages for uh, employees to get access to, and lives are not at a standstill. People still need to eat, people still need to survive. So this is putting really, really a huge strain on uh, the employee or the worker. And I can imagine worse off because governments um, are really focusing on trying to ensure that the sustainability of the industry post-COVID-19, but I don't really... Um, 
feel that some of the industry are going to be able to open uh, past past the stage. So some hotels have been looking at a couple of things. So this is what I'm going to be talking about in the in the podcast today. Um, some of the survival strategies for, for hotels against COVID-19. So as you would know, hotels must also take their destiny into their own hands. The road to recovery is going to be long and hotels kind of like really have to start now you know a journey of a thousand miles begins with a, with a single step and hotel managers have to take steps to institute crisis management plans which must embody survival strategies um you know and what i've just thought about is looking at covid uh, which is uh, covid 19 use the very same uh, acronyms on some of the things that the hotels needs to do so covid is going to be the acronyms of the survival uh, strategies so covid c being for cost cutting all for orderliness, V for virtualization, I for integration, and D for domestication. So these are some of the measures that people can actually uh, start looking at for survival. So let's talk about cost cutting. So a decline in the, in, in the demand for hotel accommodation results in a decline in RevPAR. It's simple as that. And it requires hotels to embark on cost-cutting measures. Managers must identify non-essential services at this time and areas with significant decline in demands during this period and mark them for cost-cutting in order to minimize or eliminate losses. This could be carried out first by shutting down unnecessary redundant equipment or in order to reduce utility bills. This includes reducing the number of elevators, escalators in use, closing down some guest rooms and floors and restaurants, as well as stopping the use of some expensive but underutilized facilities like washing machines another area that could be targeted for cost cutting unfortunately as it is it's it's gonna sound a very very uncaring or very unsympathetic but um, a business has to have a conscience and and that is the labor cost so specific measures in this include laying off some people for temporary uh, the temporary employees negotiating salary reductions requesting employees to clear their outstanding leave and take no pay leave as well as initiating no pay no leave advance leave temporary staff could be laid off um, however what What's very, very important for anybody that's going to listen to this podcast or employers is that care should be taken when dealing with permanent uh, staff as management could be caught on the wrong side of the law for salary cuts as well as a layoff. So management could hold, however, hold discussions with labor unions or individuals that are involved to agree on solutions that are mutually acceptable and done in the most uh, uh, humane and caring way under the current circumstances. Additionally, due to the low occupancy rate being experienced by hotels, managers can train their staff to multitask because reduced workload in all departments. In a typical hotel, labor costs and utilities account for approximately about 50% uh, and 10% respectively of total operational costs. Therefore, implementing these cost-cutting measures will help reduce costs and improve the bottom line. So that's about cost-cutting. It's, it's very hard to hear, it's very hard on the ear, but it's something that needs to be done for, for the hotel to survive uh, post-COVID-19. The next thing that we're going to talk about is orderliness, um, making sure that we are not in the normal times. We cannot afford to take chances or continue to live our lives the way we used to do pre-COVID-19. COVID-19 has brought a whole new normal, right? The new normal, which includes social distancing, which includes health protocols, which must religiously be adhered to. So orderliness here includes sanitization, health and safety, as well as operational procedures. Guests will now take place more premium in their health and safety than service quality. This is unfortunately going to be the truth after COVID-19 that people would really, really be focusing on premium on their health. 
more than on, on service quality. The new standard for hotel operations includes measures instituted to curtail the spread of the virus. Hotels must strive to balance the need to reduce unnecessary expense in order to improve the bottom line and the moral responsibility to ensure health and safety of their employees as well as their as well as their guests. So the logical first step in ensuring uh, uh, that sanitization and health protocols as well as operating procedures are dead to is to involve employees in safety, security and health awareness training program. So this is where learning and development or training in any organization should be occupying the ground post-COVID-19, ensuring employees understand safety, security and health awareness surrounding COVID-19. Because failure to manage this as employees can result in um, a breakdown of many things. You know, you could find hotels reopen and have to close again because there's been a surge of infection. So it's going to be pretty important that your learning and development department or your training department is gearing up that post-COVID, what are the measures that they're going to put in place to ensure that everybody is trained on uh, this health and safety and security awareness uh, training uh, programs. So after training, uh, management must also institute measures to ensure that the hygienic standards and social distancing protocols, such as frequenting cleaning surfaces, using disposable materials, washing of hands, and wearing PPEs are adhered to by both staff and guests. The hardware approach involves installation of um, um, new hygienic equipment, uh, sanitizers, sinks, thermometers, daily temperature checks of employees and guests. Uh, hotels have to demonstrate a strong commitment in providing service under strict hygienic standards and reassure providing services um, and reassuring customers that, uh, you know, build guest confidence that we have strict hygienic standards because I think this is what people are going to buy into after uh, the pandemic is gone. These measures must be instituted and enforced across all departments of the hotel to prevent a spread in the hotel um, from one person who's probably working in the restaurant and one who's working working in the offices. And and post post uh, um, orderliness of making sure that hygiene and safety and all of these are followed uh, too, we want to look at integration. So the pandemic has affected every hotel. So to deal with the pandemic there's a need for hotels to integrate their efforts and embark on common programs that will benefit all hotels at a destination so the hotels association and the destination should unify the efforts of its members towards finding common solutions to problems um, in a better position to negotiate with government and national tourism authority for austerity packages like tax cuts that will help reduce the burden of the members hotel associations can also provide technical and financial support for for members uh, so in south africa i know these uh, platforms like like Satsa, that are also um, helping uh, with regards to putting some sort of integration around uh, this area post-COVID-19. COVID There's a need for hotel managers to recognize that though the efforts of individual hotels towards recovery from the loss of business is essential, cooperation with other stakeholders is even more important to overcome challenges confronting the entire industry. This is even more imperative considering the fact that tourism is a multi-sectoral and multi-dimensional and as such success of hotel hinges on the effort other segment of the tourism industries need I stress that uh, more so a hotel manager will simply banks his or her hopes on other hotels or stakeholders will be shrinking his or her responsibilities so you need to make sure that that integration still still happens and then the other thing that needs to happen is domestication so many of the hotels is that in South Africa is that we were uh, 
pretty much surviving on international travel and tourists uh, coming through from different parts of the world. But the reality is that tourists are no longer coming because the borders and the airports are closed and the cities are on lockdown. There's flight restrictions, there's imposed travel advisories and bans that have been issued. So as a result of the pandemic, coupled with lockdowns and flight restrictions and inbound tourism market is almost non-existent at the moment. And I don't know how long it will take to come back after the borders have opened and all these things have gone past. So for hotels to survive, I think we must reach out to local residents through innovating promotional packages. So hotels, including upscale hotels and resorts, which traditionally cater for inbound markets, should reorient their marketing strategies towards the domestic market. For hotels to succeed in this, they should discount their rates, repackage their products. For instance, hotels could enter into arrangements with local health authorities and come up with quarantine packages for local residents who have to be isolated. In the same vein, this could be special packages for frontline health workers who may want to be detached from their families for a while due to the risk of infecting them, right? So that's, that's maybe the thought processes that need to be going. And I understand that some hotels already in South Africa are doing this working as quarantine sites and making sure that people who are on the front line do not get to get back home and come back uh, to work again. Already some hotels are collaborating with government to serve as isolation centers. Care should be taken under such circumstances not to endanger staff and other guests. So human contact should be reduced as much as possible and social distancing protocols should strictly be adhered to. Meals should be delivered to guest rooms on trolleys um, and housekeepers should be provided with all the uh, protective equipment uh, and trained on how to clean the room where guests were under quarantine. And um, I think it's going to take quite a while to, to recover post-COVID-19 for the hotel industry in South Africa. And the tourism industry has always proven, though, to be resilient in terms of pandemics and crisis with the research that I've done. And uh, it is expected that post-COVID-19 uh, will not be any different. Though the road to recovery could be long, but it will not be any different. Uh, the, the industry will come back with breaks of coronavirus and resultant impact on hotels. We can only say that the industry is down, but it's not, it's not out. So hotel managers must institute a crisis management plan based on COVID model outlined above to ensure that they keep their heads above the water and as soon as the number starts to go down as soon as the pandemic starts to weigh out people would uh, already be positioned to uh, sort of take off again and try to rejuvenate the industry to its former glory and uh, it's unfortunate that obviously um, this is not something that is an isolation it's affecting every single hotel that's out in the city that's out in the country and hence domestication collaboration is going to be very important so just to recap uh, in today's podcast we were talking about uh, survival strategies for hotel post COVID-19 and we said we're going to use the the, the word COVID as the acronym of um, the post-COVID-19 plan of uh, survival that hotels can implement. So people should look at cost-cutting, people should look at orderliness, people should look at virtualization where possible, people should look at integration as well as uh, domestication. Thank you very much for taking your time to tuning into the podcast. Tell a friend, to tell a neighbor. Uh, This is Jenny Diaries talking about all things life in today's world. Brought to you by Rowana Grafnot right here on Anchor. You can share on your social media. 
Uh, I'm on Facebook as DJ Slim G. I'm on Instagram as DJ underscore Slim G. And on Twitter as well as DJ underscore Slim G. Looking forward to having many more fruitful conversations with you and uh, engaging some of the people in different industry to find out what are they doing uh, with their survival strategies for COVID-19, whether it be on a business level, on a personal level, on a family level, or on a faith level, because this is something that is going to be affecting everyone. Good day to you all and chat to you soon. Bye-bye.